man. Welcome to Crow Triple Seven Radio. This is probably going to stand in as 209.5. It's really late at night. We're pushing midnight. Been a full day, kind of tired. Jason's with me, but he's night owl, so it's in his favor. Welcome, Jason. Well, something I don't get to say too often to you. Good evening, Crow. <laughs> it's way past evening. <laughs> so it's been a heck of a day. About two weeks ago, I told Jason that something was going to happen on Easter or very close to Easter. And I'm not going to get into how I knew, but it's from all the advertising that comes off that black box people like to call TV. And the encoded messaging, of course, was around the hunt, using the Easter egg hunt to mask the real intent. And I'm not going to get into it because people who can't even see with glasses will just glaze over and roll their eyes. So there's no point to it. But I told Jason two weeks ago, today... There was, I mean, what is this? Is the, It sounds like a declaration of war. And before Jason reads it, I'll state that I have tweeted the Attorney General of the United States and asked him to clarify his statements because it sounds like a declaration of war against the American people. And I simply asked, is this true or am I an error when you start referencing 9-11 and Pearl Harbor to do with this so-called pan But why don't you go ahead and read the statement from our attorney general, who incidentally is a high-ranking Scottish Rites Freemason. This is going to be our Pearl Harbor moment, our 9-11 moment. Only, it's not going to be localized. It's going to be happening all over the country. And I want America to understand that. I mean, my jaw dropped. It's like, how am I the only person reading this and not firing off messages for this kind of provocative statement to be clarified? How in the hell do you put together Pearl Harbor and 9-11 with a supposed contagion? And by the way, how can you say this is all coming next week? Do Does contagion that we're faking like is real here, um, have a clock that lets you know that exactly next week on Easter uh, is going to be our Pearl Harbor moment, our 9-11 moment. Just to be clear, uh, the Surgeon General has not deigned to get back to me on my question, which is a simple two sentences. But uh, in the same way that I knew two weeks ago that Easter was going to be a big deal and it had to do with the hunt, I will tell you the following, which anyone can look at. Language matters, words have meaning. If you look up the word pearl, you'll find out that the etymology talks about irritants, of course. You've got to do these things. The ontology and topology of all these things always have meaning, but I'm going to get to the point. If you're going to combine the idea of Pearl Harbor with what's going on now, there must be a reason. So I did some looking. Did you know that on Pearl Harbor Day, which was what, December 741, I think, Martial law was declared. I kid you not. I've never heard that in my life. And until I read it, I didn't know. So then I started thinking, well, we've been seeing all the Apollo Artemis. Those are twins for people who don't know. And you would better know Artemis these days as Diana, although NASA still likes the Artemis usage. Those two supposed god goddess, they're twins, Apollo and Diana, or Apollo and Artemis. Apollo associates with the sun, or the day of the sun, or Sunday, and of course, Diana with the moon. So I started to put it all together and realized, you know, are we all about to experience some hell-bent thing from uh, 
the new kind of crazy that's taken over? Here's the logic in it. Easter is always marked by the first full moon after the spring equinox and then pulled to the nearest day of the sun. To do it, you need a solely lunar or a lunar solely, however the heck they say it, calendar. In other words, we like to use the sun for everything, but you can't quite do it here. You need the moon. So you get this other calendar that combines the two, the idea of Apollo, the idea of Diana. Now, one of the things Diana is the goddess of is the hunt, of course. We've seen this used before. Anyone remember Princess Di? Isn't it funny she had Di in her name right before she died? But to get back to the main point here, when I began to take it apart, I realized this is we've seen these things before. And by the way, if we're looking at this big pandemic that somehow they can look a week out and know that every single part of the United States, as he informs us, is about to experience Pearl Harbor and 9-11, two false events, which we've outlined very well. Do you, does everyone see where I go on? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm kind of wandering here, but I don't usually record at midnight. So Jason started looking at things and we came up with the Insurrection Act. And you want to jump in here at all? Well, I'm just confirming what you had mentioned before, that our Surgeon General is a 33rd degree Freemason of the Scottish Rite, which it looks like I just did. Yeah, of course he is, because only special people hold positions like that. No, he is a 32nd, I think. Yeah. I guess he's got some homework to do yet. Maybe this little endeavor will get him that, that last little step. I don't know. So there's a thing called the Insurrection Act. By the way, I'm not a constitutional expert by any stretch. I've been studying it again because it's important and I've got feelers out for someone who is actually a constitutional scholar. So if I make minor or major mistakes here, don't worry, we're going to be finding a real scholar to go back at these things. But what happened with the uh, Insurrection Act that Jason dug up is pretty interesting. Uh, it got modified in uh, 2007. And I'm looking for the language here. Get this. In 2007, the Insurrection Act, which basically allows, I mean, am I going to mess this up, Jason? Some, some form of martial law to be employed, kind of. It's acts that allow military troops within the United States to put down lawlessness, insurrection, and rebellion. But get this. In 2007, the language and the original wording of the act said that these criteria had to be met military force could be applied for an insurrection, a domestic violence, unlawful combination, or conspiracy. In 07, they change it. Now, what needs to happen for this to happen is a natural disaster, an epidemic, hint, 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 or other public health emergency, terrorist attack, or incident, or other condition. So it looks like it was tailor-made, but then they obscure it because it looks like in 08 it was repealed again or they repealed a repeal it's not clear to me so we went and looked up the act and in fact this epidemic and serious public health emergency was inserted in now to get back to the point when they launched martial law on pearl harbor day it was the day of the sun sunday next easter will be the day of the sun sunday and we should include here jason the other thing that you found people might not be aware of this the Red Lake Band of Chippewa Indians. Executive order, please take notice that medical martial law will be in effect on the Red Lake Reservation effective Friday, April 3, 2020 at 5 p.m. That's two days ago as of the time of this recording. It seems 
that the tribal council declared its own medical martial law there. Now, we dug into the difference between medical martial law and martial law, and this is another problem and why we're seeking someone who understands these things better than I do, particularly the Constitution. I can't find a basis for something specifically called medical martial law, but to be fair, I only gave it about 30 minutes. Did we drop the ball on anything there, Jason? I don't think so, but we do want to get into some of these amended wordings on the Insurrection Act that it now has a bit of a different and expanded statement to it. Right, which is what I tried to, and maybe I blew it there. The original wording had the cause that could would have to happen for military to be brought in for law enforcement. These were the things that needed to be in the original. Insurrection, domestic violence, unlawful combination, or conspiracy. So they amend this in, I don't know, it's either 06 or 07, and they change what launches the ability for military police state to natural disaster, epidemic, that's pretty specific, or other serious health emergency, that's pretty specific, terrorist attack or incident or other condition. And then it starts talking about it also has to be violence has occurred to the extent that the constituted authorities of the state not the feds, or the possession, which I assume talks about Puerto Rico or Guam or possessions, are incapable of maintaining order. Is that the part you thought I dropped? Right. We want to make sure we get that on there. We also want to mention 10 U.S. Code subsection 252, use of militia and armed forces to enforce federal authority. Whenever the president considers that unlawful obstructions combinations, or assemblages, or rebellion against the authority of the United States make it impracticable to enforce the laws of the United States in any state by the ordinary course of judicial proceedings, he may call into federal service such of the militia of any state and use such of the armed forces as he considers necessary to enforce those laws or to suppress the rebellion. And again, it's not clear because it looks like some of that stuff got repealed because of the old state versus federal thing. But again, I'm not a constitutional scholar, but I don't think it takes a genius. It's not even like they're trying to act like there's a constitution. And when I get the constitutional expert in here, we'll address some of these things in a meaningful way instead of me faking like I know more than I do. But the long and short of it is, Read the statement one more time from our 32nd degree Surgeon General, would you? This is going to be our Pearl Harbor moment, our 9-11 moment. Only it's not going to be localized. It's going to be happening all over the country. And I want America to understand that. And I want America to understand that. I mean, this is the most provocative language I think I've ever seen. And that's what prompted me to tweet this office and ask them, why does this sound like a declaration of war against the American people? And I further asked, am I wrong in uh, surmising your intent here? I don't expect we'll get anything, but could it be that this Easter will not be about hunting eggs, that some other kind of hunt will be going on? I don't know for sure, but there's a new level of crazy, and it is crazy. Even if everything the media had told us was true, if we just acted like it was all true, there is not enough death, sickness, or any other damn thing in this world to merit closing the economy of the world. Clearly, something else is going on here. 
I don't think it's hard to deduce what's going on here. There's a grab going on. Think of all the people right now that are listening to this that haven't had a paycheck in what? Something like three weeks, Jason? Something like that, yeah. I think they declared it on the on March 11 was the actual declaration from the CDC or wherever the hell it came from. But, you know, we're up to the 5th of April. There's people that have gone weeks now without paychecks. There are people out there who are probably wondering, how am I going to make my house payment? How am I going to make my rent? There are almost certainly people out there with a refrigerator that needs food, and they're wondering, how am I going to get food in my refrigerator? It's almost like the act to stop the supposed danger is what's caused the most problem in our world to be obvious and blunt about it. So by the time another week goes by, a week from today, and we are standing on Easter's door, what's it going to be like for people then who've gone many weeks now without a paycheck, maybe without food? Do you see what's queuing up here? And, you know, I feel obligated, we both did, to put these observations on the record. But at the same time, you're always thinking, what if I'm completely wrong? What if I'm completely out in left field here? And so what I do is I boil it down. If Is it possible? I think it's possible. If it's possible, I'll mention it. And in this case, if I'm wrong, thank God if I am wrong. But it feels to me like when the Surgeon General stands up and makes almost what comes off as a threat, the last line, and I want the American, and I want America to understand that. And I'm sorry, we're talking about a supposed cold or a flu, and you're going to invoke Pearl Harbor and 9-11, two known false events, and we know that martial law was declared on Pearl Harbor on the day of the sun. I'm just saying, man, I hope that I look silly. I really do, um, because this would be a time when it would be a good deal to look silly. But I don't think I'm wrong, Jason. What do you think? Well, there's one more point that we can make here, and that's that 219 CEOs the most ever in one month, stepped down from their Fortune 500 companies. This just happened in February. Jeff Bezos dumped $4.1 billion worth of his Amazon shares. And then Bill Gates resigned from the Microsoft and Berkshire Hathaway boards. That's very telling, like they knew something was up. And I think our listening audience is wise enough to know that a lot of what we have going on in the world today is a corporatocracy. Sure, there are governments, but we know that the corporations are really in bed with whatever governing bodies happen to exist. Which actually makes everything unconstitutional, because what I do know is most of the things in the Constitution deal with a country and treaties with other countries, uh, and corporations, that it's, it's a totally different thing. Even when you think of things like the Federal Reserve, for that matter. In the history of this country, there's never been anything like that. And when you read the laundry list of the size of the companies, you can see what's going on here. And these people are dumping stock and doing all kinds of things. Including senators. Yeah, including senators, of course. And what you're looking at here is the largest coup d'etat in the history of the world. And whether or not my assessment of a little hell-bent nonsense coming next Sunday, pray to God I'm wrong, but it sure doesn't feel that way. Um, the point I would make is this is all unconstitutional. This is all a violation of rights. This is all might by force. And at some point, something's going to give. And the more I think about what could come next Sunday, all I can think about is all the people who don't get paid, aren't getting paid, can't get food. 
I don't know what comes next, but I figured we should put it on the record and try to address it. And the problem here is, is we're talking to everybody openly. If we'd run this over onto the server, we could say so much more. And who knows how long this kind of content will be allowed to fly. But uh, it's beyond me why a few hundred thousand people didn't immediately tweet the attorney general to ask for clarification of one of the most provocative pieces of speech I've ever seen, citing two known false events that were staged and then conflagrating it, that's not a word at midnight, with a supposed pandemic that also has every attribute that is no different than the two false events. Can you think anything else to add here, man? Well, I'm going to take a moment to reiterate what I said on the live stream earlier today. If you've got a little bit more, why don't you help those who have a little bit less? Put on some nice little dinners, invite some folks over, not too many to keep the thought police away, of course, and help somebody not have to buy groceries for one night, have a good night of pleasant company and good conversation. If you happen to have a skill like a martial arts or something like that, Donate a little bit of your time, help those around you learn some discipline, whatever it happens to be. I'm sure there are a lot of things I'm not even thinking of. Maybe farm folks, people who know how to live closer to nature than a lot of us who are trapped in the cities. I'm sure you could do a lot of good and probably provide a lot of good food for an evening meal. Do something if you can do it. This is what we do, and hopefully it helps. You know, there's one more thing I'll mention I've said over and over that humanity as a whole has taken a massive fall from even just the 1800s. I've cited the reasons, and people are pretty aware that it's really undeniable. Um, I've recently stated that in movies like Men in Black 3, they, they use the guy from the future to go back in time, and they call him a baby to make the point, uh, to poke everyone in the eye. But I began to talk with my wife, and I asked her, did you learn about the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and all those things in school? And she did a little more than I did, apparently. I talked with my mother, who's pushing 90, and she had whole semesters of it. And when I was in school, they were changing it to more or less civics, more social studies kinds of ideas. But currently, they're not teaching children to write in cursive. Those founding documents are written in cursive. Basically, what we're saying here is in another 20 years, you're going to have a generation of people that can't even read the founding documents. And I maintain to this moment that the only easy way out of times like these are with things that are ready-made, existing now, and can be brought back in a moment. And two of those things were the religious foundations that things like the Constitution were drawn on and the moral upright compass that came with the society, whether or not you were a Sunday school attending person or a church attending person, it didn't matter back in the day. The morals were there. You respected women. Uh, you were not crude in public. Uh, the stuff they blasted TV would not have flown for a single second because the minds were just that little bit higher than they are now. We're going to come back to the Constitution, and if I look silly and nothing happens Sunday, then I'm glad to be that silly man, but I'm truly worried that I'm not wrong. So anything you want to add, Jason? Keep your higher-mindedness about you at all times, ladies and gentlemen, for all our sakes. There it is, man. Be good to one another and help everyone you can. And at all costs, maintain order. Uh, all the things we read through tonight, uh, most of it's contingent on the loss of order. But if this goes on much longer, empty refrigerators will resolve that problem pretty quickly. Anyhow, I'd like to wish you all a happy, healthy, and higher-minded year ahead, if that's even a possibility at this point. Cheers. <laughs>